summer rolls around, I, I say to myself, hey, it's my favorite season of the year. Summer's here. And then when fall comes around, I'm like, wow, fall's really nice. All the leaves falling and everything. It's very pretty. My favorite season of the year. Winter comes along and I'm thinking, oh, I get to get the skis out of the garage and go up to the, the ski resort like every weekend for four or five months. Got to be my favorite season of the year. And then spring comes around. Everything is growing and you're planting vegetables and you're cleaning up the yard and all that stuff and, and having a great time with everything just kind of in bloom. And you think, oh. My favorite season of the year. So does that happen to you? If you have a favorite season or does it just turn out that every season is your favorite? You know, I'm just happy to be alive, right? I try and squeeze as much out of every day and season no matter what it is. Hey, it's Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy, Monday Morning Coffee for June 24, 2019, somewhere around episode 125. If I were to really count, what I, I keep threatening to do that on occasion I say I, I need to go back and count them. Uh, I started January 2017, and except for maybe a couple of weeks a year, I post a new episode on each and every Monday. So 50 a year, that's 100 for 2017, 2018. We're halfway through 2019, so let's say another 25. Hmm. Uh, no guest this week, mainly because I'm extraordinarily busy in getting a house that I own. I've owned for 21 years, ready for market. Uh, renters moved out. I'm no longer interested in being a landlord, and so I've been painting, cleaning, fixing, having a lot of work done to get it ready. I'm serious, lots of work. Every day I'm over there for the last 10, 11 days, and I got another two, three weeks to go. I figure a total of four to six weeks of work overall before it's ready. And you know when you own real estate, the clock is always ticking, right? Always ticking. Uh, so that's where much of my time has gone, and it's working out well because Trade Show Guy exhibits, uh, while still keeping me busy, is not you know, swamped right now. I was swamped in January, February, March, April, May, not so much. June, not so much. Uh, typical during summer, and so priorities change. Usually, uh, I, I have certainly a number of clients I work with and projects that we're doing through the summer for shows. And then around fall, things start to pick up again, and, and one hopes that's the case this year. I've been thinking a lot uh, while I'm, you know, painting the walls and stuff <laughs> over and over. How many rooms have I painted? One, two, three, four, five, six, and I got another coat to put on the sixth one. I've been thinking about how I got to the point of owning my own business, and in a large sense, it's because of the mentors I've had along the way. I did blog about bosses a couple of months ago, and bosses, in, 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 in a lot of instances, can be mentors. Uh, that's not always the case that a boss is a mentor. I find it rare, and it's not always the case that a mentor is a boss. So let's start with what a mentor is. What is mentorship? If you look it up in, uh, I mean, Wikipedia is the go-to, right? Mentorship is a relationship in which a more experienced or knowledgeable person helps to guide a less experienced or less knowledgeable person. So it's about guidance. It's about expertise. It boils down to both of those. Uh, someone with more expertise is sharing that expertise with you because they want to help and they want to be the kind of person that is able to help. And it doesn't have to be someone that's older and wiser. It can be someone that's younger that just has more experience in doing what you do. I don't think I've ever had a formal mentorship relationship with anyone, whether it's someone who's mentoring me or someone I was mentoring. Now, and I've been in both positions informally, but to formalize it, I think there has to be an agreement between both parties on a number of things. How often you'll meet? Is it open-ended or for a set time? Are you looking for just encouragement or something more hands-on and so on? Uh, I've had a lot of good bosses, and bad ones too. You should check out my article on good and bad bosses. 
good bosses I consider mentors, a couple of them anyway. Uh, from my radio days, they showed me how to uh, work with people and encourage them in a positive way. I had a boss at a station that I worked with in Portland that was unlike any other program director I'd ever had. Uh, every you know month or two, we would get together and have what we called an air check session. You bring in a, a, a tape of you on the air and he would go through it with you and, and make comments and try and help you. Now, in other jobs I've had, the boss would say, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And you'd be like, oh, man. But this guy, his name's Carl. Uh, he's still around, as far as I know. Uh, he was only a year or two older than me, so he's kind of a peer in, in, in age. And he would say, he'd listen to the tape very thoughtfully, and he'd go, I like that, I like that, I like that, and I'd like you to work on this and this and this. And and it was very encouraging. You, I couldn't wait to get back on the air the next time. And try it out. So that was, to me, a, a really uh, strong lesson that has uh, kept with me. One that probably made it possible for me to run trade show guy exhibits uh, successfully was Ed, owner of Interpretive Exhibits, the company I worked with starting in uh, 2002 for uh, nine years before uh, he retired and closed the business. But, you know, he it was a small company, and I was really the only sales guy in marketing and sales. And... So I had to learn that. I had to learn the industry from him. And I, I learned actually how to run the business because he was not a natural. He wasn't trained to run business. He had to run it uh, after he'd owned it for, by then, probably 15 or 20 years. He had to learn things. Uh, and so he showed me how he learned them, how to estimate jobs, how to do spreadsheets to track everything, uh, what exhibits are, how they work, uh, over and over and over. It was a lot of stuff, and I was looking over his shoulder. And it also uh, reminds me that, that one of the best ways I learn is by looking over someone's shoulders to see how they do it. Uh, early 90s, late 80s, a good friend of mine was a year or two ahead of me in working with computers. Uh, this was back when you bought a computer. You spent like $2,000 for uh, something that had like a, a one, you know, a 10 megabyte hard drive and I don't know, 640 gig, uh, 640 uh, uh, kilobytes of RAM. <laughs> And they were clunky and everything. And you'd run on DOS before Windows came along. You had to learn how to type in commands, you know. So the C prompt and you go. Doo, 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 doo. And I, I was new to this. And so I looked over his shoulder, spent a lot of time at his house and learned a lot of stuff that way. So I know that I learned by looking over people's shoulders. Uh, there have been a number of younger people that I worked with in radio that looked to me for guidance, mainly because I'd been in the industry longer than them. Even if it was only a couple of years longer, I got in early as a teenager uh at the time you know they'd ask me for help and and pick my brains and i didn't realize it and didn't think much about it i just you know answered the questions and offered help uh but over time uh, i've reconnected with some of those folks either online or in person and they've mentioned to me how helpful i was to them at that point in their career when they're trying to make their career a lot of them have done really well uh in in radio and i and i, I guess i realized hey i guess i was a bit of a mentor even if only in a casual, informal, non-official uh, capacity. I, I did run across an article on mentorship in Forbes magazine that I want to share with you. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but uh, it's called 10 Tips for a Successful Mentorship, published online in January of this year. I'll put a link in the show notes to it. Uh, January, apparently National Mentorship Month, and they had some tips. So... Uh, <laughs> Number one, clarify both of your expectations. Makes sense. You've got to be on the same page as to why you were matched, whether it's informal, formal, uh, 
what kind of arrangement that's going to be. Confirm the logistics when you have meetings, live meetings. You know, make sure that it fits both of your schedules. Uh, ask specifically how your mentor likes to meet, live, phone, uh, video, in person, depending on where you are, where they are. Help your mentor help you. Number three, once you settle on a goal for the mentorship and a cadence of meetings, you need to specify what you need. You're looking for encouragement or do you need something more hands-on? You're looking for ideas and advice. Figure out how he's going to help you or she. Uh, take the initiative in scheduling when you first meet. Uh, you might try and do a regular meeting. Is it every Tuesday? Is it every other week? Uh, is it once a month? What is that? Respect your mentor's time. So don't just sit there and waste time. Uh, be very specific. Plan for what you're going to do with this uh, regular meeting that you're going to have. And get some takeaways. Prepare some questions. Uh, let's see. What are we up to? Number one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Six, don't ask for too much too soon. The best mentor relationships do have an impact. That said, don't expect or ask for too much too soon. So it has its own pace, its own cadence, as they say. Uh, number seven, have fun. You know, get to know each other, get to trust each other. Make it a good thing, not just on business, but know each other personally. <coughs> uh, number eight, keep your mentor informed. You know, they're going to be doing things uh, you're going to be doing things. Your career might take different directions over the course of this mentorship. Keep them informed, and hopefully they will keep you informed on situations that may impact the mentorship. Uh, number nine, have a plan for when things go wrong. What if you want to shift the focus of the mentorship, but your mentor does not? Uh, what if you take the initiative to set up meetings, show up prepared, but your mentor is not responsive? How do you handle those situations? Plan for that. Number 10, reciprocate and give back all great ideas uh on this article I'll, I'll, again i'll i'll send you a I'll, I'll put a link i'll post a link in the show notes this is from forbes magazine go read the uh, whole article all right one good thing to wrap it up uh, no wait I, I take that back we got one good thing after this week's trade show tip and i'm kind of a tangent from mentorship this is called observe and learn i like doing this at trade shows i like to see what people are doing it's kind of like a different version of looking over their shoulder. I think you can learn a lot by observing. Uh, just like I did by looking over people's shoulders to learn something. Next time you're at a show, watch how people do things. How they interact with visitors. How their booth looks. Uh, how they're dressed. How they behave in the booth. Are they eating? Are they on their phone? Are they ignoring passersby? See, you can learn lessons from people that don't do it the way it should be done someone's doing a right they're asking good questions make notes see how that works uh, either make mental notes take photos or if appropriate uh, write down notes in your notepad or on your phone to remember th uh, specific things and then you know share those observations with your team going to a trade show is not a solo event especially as an exhibitor and remember you can learn from the good and the bad all right Wrapping it up with uh, this week's one good thing is the, I, I may have done this in the last couple of years. I love this show though. It's Billions on uh, Showtime. Now, I know that the season has already come and gone, uh, season four, but I think uh, my wife and I, we kind of wait till it's over and then watch it on demand. And we watch like an episode a night or every other night. And it, it takes us a couple of weeks to go through the 12 episodes. I think we're three into it. Love the show. It's a great show. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Damien Lewis, Maggie Siff, uh, Kelly Acoin, a bunch of great folks uh, doing this show about the world of money. Money, money, money in New York City. Billions. It's a good one. 
And that wraps it up for Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Have yourself a great week.